So the title of the message this morning is Passion and Purpose. I'm reading from Exodus. So in Exodus chapter 2, verse 1 to 4, the Bible says, And a man of the house of Levi went and took a wife of the daughter of Levi. So the woman conceived and bore a son. When she saw that she was, he, was beautiful, he was a beautiful child, she hid him three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark of bulrushes for him, dabbed it with asphalt and pitch, put the child in it, and laid it in the reeds by the river bank. And his sister stood afar off to know what will be what will be done to him. In Hebrews chapter eleven, verse twenty-four to twenty-six, the Bible says, "By faith, when he be, Moses, when he be, he became of age, refused to be called a son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God, than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin." Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he looked to the reward. Amen. The title of the message is Passion and Purpose. Every one of us who is born of God has a passion. And many times the passion that we have is linked to our purpose. God created us with a desire to do something. God created us with a passion to do something. And every one of us has an assignment from God. There is none of us here on earth who does not have an assignment. I believe that I've made this point so many times that every one of us has a purpose to fulfill. Every one of us has an assignment to fulfill. Every one of us who is called of God, every manufacturer who manufactures a product has a purpose in mind. For manufacturing the product. As a matter of fact, the purpose comes first, even before the design. Before the manufacturer designs the product, he has the purpose first in his mind. And so before God created us, any one of us, he had a purpose in mind for every one of us. And one of the indicators, one of the pointers to our purpose is our passion. What you are passionate about. What makes you angry? What makes you angry here is not people provoking you. But you look at a situation here in life right now on earth. And it provokes you and you want to do something about it. You have passion. There are are things that excite you. There are things that when you think about, they excite you. And you want to do something about it. There are things that you can do without even being paid for. And you still enjoy doing it. There's passion that God has placed in every one of us, in our hearts. And most of the times, that passion that we have is a pointer to our calling. It's a pointer to the things that God has called us to do. Most of the times, the passion that we have, the desire, the strong desire, the strong zeal that we have is aligned to our strength. We all have strengths that God has blessed us with. And those strengths in us 
aligns with the passion that he has placed in our heart. God will not place a desire in your heart that he does not intend to give you the grace to fulfill. Every desire that God places in your heart, you have the grace, you have the strength, you have everything it takes to fulfill it. But most of the times when you look at those desires, those visions and those passions and those things that God has placed in our heart, when you look at them and you compare them to where you are or the things you have or the resources that you have in in the physical realm, you are discouraged and sometimes you want to give up and you feel like you will not be able to achieve that purpose. And so sometimes that that thoughts or that mindset prevents you from even attempting to do anything at all. But if God places a desire in your heart, know that you have everything it takes to fulfill that desire. And so when God places something in your heart, passion in your heart for a particular thing, when God places a passion in your heart for something on earth that you want to change, know that you have everything it takes to accomplish what God has placed in your heart. But the most important thing here, that I, the most important point I want to make today is that our passion must be refined. Our passion, if our passion is not refined, we can abuse the passion that we have in our heart. Our passion must be refined by the word of God. Our passion must be refined by an encounter with God. If you have a desire and you have a passion, make sure that you align it with the word of God. Make sure that an encounter with God will redefine that passion. And we'll see that in the life of Moses. And that is why I picked Moses as an example for us to, as a case for us to study today. Every passion that God places in your heart must be, redef- must be refined by his word, must be refined by his presence, must be refined by an encounter with him. The Bible tells us that we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. It means that for those of us, first of all, let me just make this point. Bible says, for we are his workmanship. When he talks about for we, when he talks about we here, it's not talking about every individual that has been created on earth. It is talking about those who are the new creation in Christ. We are his workmanship. And that does not mean that people who are not saved are not God's workmanship. But in this context, when Paul says that we are his workmanship. He's referring to the believers. He's referring to Christians. He's referring to saints that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. He defines it that we have been created in Christ. We have been created on the account of what Jesus Christ did. So everyone who accepts Jesus as his Lord and personal Savior becomes a new creation At that point, you have been created in Christ Jesus. And the Bible tells us that you have been created for good works that God has already prepared. And so the things that we have been prepared for as believers are good works. They are good things that God has in stock for every one of us. They are good things that are in us. We are all pregnant with good works that we have to let the world experience. 
every one of us who is a child of God. There is something God has placed inside of us that is good works, that is going to do good to this world. And so we cannot die and not let the world experience the good works that God has placed in us. Every one of us has good things in them. No matter what the the teachers have told you, no matter what somebody else has told you, every one of us who is a child of God has good works in them. And the whole world is waiting for you to unleash those good works that are in you. The whole world is waiting to benefit from the good works that God has placed in you. When you see that you have a passion to change something, God places those passions in your heart and he gives you the strength to fulfill those things. But your passion as a child of God must be refined by the word of God. If your passion is not refined by the word of God, you abuse that passion that God has placed in you. Dr. Miles Moreau of Blessed Memory said, Where purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. When you don't know the purpose of something, you abuse it. And if you don't know the purpose of your life, you are abusing your life. So every one of us has a purpose and we need to fulfill that purpose. We need to discover that purpose and fulfill that purpose. The Bible says that the purpose that God has placed on our lives and in our lives are good works. And those good works must be experienced by the world and the bible says these things have been prepared beforehand it means before you were born god prepared good works for you through the knowledge of his word and the presence of his holy spirit in your life you are able to discover the good works that god has placed in you the the, your purpose must be your, your passion must be refined You could have passion about something, but if you don't refine that passion you have in the word of God and with an encounter with God, you will abuse that passion and you will misuse it. Your passion will be misdirected and will not fulfill the purpose for which God placed it in your heart. In Exodus chapter 2, verse 11 to 14, the Bible says, Now it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown, that he went to his brethren and looked at their burden and saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his brethren. So he looked this way and that way. And when he saw no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sun. And when he went out the second day, when two Hebrew men were fighting, he said to them, he said to the one who did wrong, why are you striking your companion? Then he said, Who made you a prince and a judge over us? Do you intend to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? So Moses feared and said, surely this thing is known. Moses all along when he was born had this passion. The Bible tells us when the parents looked at him, they saw that he was a godly child. They saw that this baby has a purpose. And therefore the mother was willing to risk her life to to hide Moses for three months. The Bible tells us that after three months, he, she could not hide the baby anymore. And so she had to put the baby on the river. So Moses had this purpose, this passion in his heart. He had this anger in his heart against people 
who who were cheating and or oppressing other people there was this calling on his life that he always had the passion to set things right to defend people who were weak and to speak for people who could not speak but until that passion was refined by an encounter with god until that passion was refined by god's instructions to him he abused those that the purpose that god had placed in his heart and so we see in moses life when he had an when he encountered this two an egyptian and a hebrew man and the egyptian was maltreating the the um the hebrew man the passion that he had in his heart the purpose and the calling that god had for him showed up at that time and he realized that no he will not stand in the face of injustice because his calling was to release people who were under oppression and until that calling was refined moses took matters into his own hand and killed the egyptian and hid him in the sun his passion needed to be refined by the presence the word and the and then the power of god and so most of us or some of us will have passions will see things that annoys us things that provokes us sometimes there are things that make you angry and they are not bad in themselves it might be a passion that god has placed in your heart but you need to refine that passion by the word of god and so there are things that you see in your environment that makes you angry there are people there are lifestyles of people that can make you angry to the core there's a passion that God has placed in your heart but you need to refine that passion by the word of God. And so when you see things that provoke you align with the word of God. What does the word of God say about that thing? What are, what does the word of God? What what are the steps that the word of God will expect you to take? When you see those things that make you angry, when you see those things that provoke you, when you have passion your passion needs to be refined by the word of god moses killed this egyptian hid him under the sun because at that point he had, he's not had the encounter with god yet and so his passion overtook him he took matters into his own hands and because of this action moses became a fugitive he had to run away from pharaoh's um, presence in another instance the Bible tells us in Exodus chapter 16, just after that encounter, Moses had to run away from Egypt. The Bible says, Now the priest of Midian had seven daughters, and they came and drew water, and they filled the troughs of water their fa- to, to water their father's flock. Then the shepherd came and drove them away, but Moses stood up and helped them, and, the, and they watered the flock. This was a man who was running away from Pharaoh, running away from from punishment. He was a fugitive at this point, but the passion in his heart was still speaking to him that he couldn't stand in the face of injustice. This priest of Midian had seven daughters. I believe that they, they didn't have a brother. And that is why the daughters were the one taking care of the sheep. And the man came, the shepherds came to bully them. The shepherds drove them away. They didn't allow them to water their fathership. But Moses, one man, stood against the shepherds and helped this woman. The passion in his heart to stand against injustice was seen in his life. 
Even at the point where he didn't have that encounter, even at the point where he didn't have that knowledge that he was called to do this. But the Bible says at a point it entered into his heart to go to his brethren. And it was the encounter of God, the encounter he had with God that was going to transform and refine his passion. The points that I'm making using this as a case study is all of us will have passions. All of us will have desires. All of us will have certain things we are called to do. The passion that is in our heart are sometimes pointers to the calling that God has for us. They are pointers to the things that God wants us to do on earth. But we need to refine those passions through the eyes of the word of God. If the, word, if the world is going to benefit from the passion that you have in your heart, that passion needs to be refined in the word of God. If the passion that you experience right now is going to be a blessing to the people who hear you and the people who listen to you, that passion needs to be refined by the word of God. Moses at this point couldn't have been, couldn't be used by God until a point where the Bible says Moses was the most humble or the most meekest man on earth. The word of God, first of all, need to transform you, the one who carries the passion and the word of God. Once the word of God transforms you, the one who carries the passion, the word of God transforms your passion and then your passion can be a blessing to the world. Fire has a lot of good benefit to the world, but if fire is not controlled, it will destroy so many things. If your passion is not controlled by the word of God, you will use that passion to destroy the people that you are called to bless, the people that you are called to minister to. You have a passion, but you must connect your passion with your purpose. And your passion that is connected to your purpose must be refined by the word of God. God places a desire in every heart and he intends to fulfill that desire that he has placed in our heart. The Bible says whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And so if God has placed anything in your heart, that thing that is in your heart is born of God. And anything that is born of God will overcome the world. It will overcome anything that will stand against it. But you need to submit your passion to the word of God and allow the word to transform your passion. We can see the same thing in the life of Paul. But before we, we, we go to the life of Paul, in Acts chapter 7, verse 22 to 23, the Bible says, And Moses was learned in all wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and in deeds. Now when he was 40 years old, it came to his heart to visit his brethren. This is the story we read in Exodus, the children of Israel. And seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended and avenged him who was oppressed and stroked down the Egyptian for he purposed that he, for, sorry, for he supposed that his brethren will have understood that God would deliver them by his hand, but they did not understand. Moses was called to deliver people who were under oppression. And sometimes there are people who are not saved. But you could tell the passion in their hearts, the gifts that God has given them, that they are able to influence so many people to a particular direction. Moses was one who was called to deliver the people of Israel 
under oppression or under the oppression of the Egyptians. But until that passion was refined, he was abusing that passion. He used the same passion to kill an Egyptian. The same passion that was supposed to be a blessing was used to destroy somebody. And so our passions, our desires will have to be refined through the word of God. And we'll come to Paul, the Apostle Paul, who was called Saul. In Galatians chapter 1, verse 13 to 16, Paul says, For you heard of my former conduct in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God beyond measure and tried to destroy it. I advanced in Judaism beyond my compatriots in my own nations being more exceedingly zealous for the traditions of my fathers. This is the point we need to understand. Paul was zealous. He was passionate about the traditions of his fathers. In Paul's mind, he was defending God. He was speaking for God. In, in Paul's mind, he was making sure that the people will follow the way that God has laid down. And to him, Judaism was the perfect way. And anyone who stood against Judaism was standing against God and was standing against the purpose of God. And so Paul said that among his companions, among the people of his age, he was zealous beyond all the other people of his age. He had a strong passion. And this passion needed to be refined by an encounter with Jesus Christ. And until that encounter, Paul abused that passion, misused that passion. He was arresting the people in the church and putting them in prison, thinking that he was serving God, thinking that he was doing something that would please God. But until he had an encounter with Jesus Christ, that passion was of no use and wasn't a blessing to the world. That passion wasn't blessing God or wasn't benefiting, wasn't benefiting the kingdom of God. Verse 15, Paul says that, But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately confer with flesh, flesh and blood. And so it pleased God that he will reveal himself to Paul. And that passion that Paul had to defend the word of God, that passion that Paul had to work for God and to be a blessing to his generation, once the passion he had was refined by the encounter with Jesus Christ, Paul's life became a blessing to, gener to his generations and even generations that came after. Every passion that you have in your heart, if it is not refined by the presence of God in your life, if it is not refined by the scriptures, you will misuse and abuse it. There are people who might be angry about something, sometimes angry about something even in the kingdom of God. But if you don't allow God to refine that anger in your heart so that you can use it to be a blessing to people, so that you can use whatever experience, whatever anger, whatever thing you have suffered to be a blessing to other people, if you don't refine that passion you have, it destroys rather than being a blessing. In Acts chapter 9, and before Paul was refined, the Bible says that he was breathing threats and meth against the disciples of the Lord. He went for letters that anyone that he will find following the way, he will arrest that person and put him in prison. 
But when he had an encounter with Jesus Christ, the first thing he said was, Lord, what do you want me to do? There are things in our lives right now that we need to give them back to God and ask him, what do you want me to do with this? What do you want me to do with this anger? What do you want me to do with this passion? And at that point, he will instruct you on what he wants you to do. Every one of us have a purpose. And our purpose, no matter how small or big it is, it is meant to be a blessing to the rest of the world. If you pursue the purpose that God has placed in your heart, your life is going to be a blessing to your generation and even the generation that is going to come after you. If that passion is refined, you put it back in God's hands, God is able to use that passion. Now, when Paul was instructed to go to a place and wait, Ananias, who was one of the disciples, God spoke to him that he should go and pray for Saul at that time. And Ananias wanted to educate God. So he said, let me read from Acts chapter 10, verse 10. Now, there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Lord, here I am. So the Lord said to him, Arise, go to the street called Straight, and inquire at the house of Judas, for, for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying, and in a vision he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him, so he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all those who call on your name. But the Lord said, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And so even at the point where Paul was causing havoc to the church, Paul was arresting people who were following God. God already had a purpose for him. God had already chosen him. He says, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles. Listen to everything God said here. He will bear God's, Paul will bear God's name before the Gentiles before kings and before the children of Israel. Now, if you study the life of Paul, everything God has God said in this sentence was fulfilled in, the, in his lifetime. Paul went to the Gentiles. He was the apostle to the Gentiles. He preached to the Gentiles. He preached to kings. He was arrested so many times. He needed to preach to kings. He preached to the people of Israel. Even though they did not listen to him, he still fulfilled what God has had, had instructed him or what God had prepared for him when God told Ananias, this man is a chosen vessel. And so there might be people in the world that we look at. There might be people we see right now who are vessels that God is going to use. But until that passion, until that desire, until the vessel itself has been refined by the word, the presence, the power of God, that vessel doesn't become a blessing to each generation. Paul was chosen, he was called by God to be a blessing to his generation. But until Paul himself encountered Jesus Christ, that purpose, that calling was not going to be fulfilled. In Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 11, the Bible says, 
the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see the branch of an almond tree. The Lord said, you have seen well, for I am actively watching over my word to fulfill it. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. I just want you to be encouraged that whatever desire God has placed over your God has placed in your heart, whatever passion that God has placed in you, He's actively watching over it to fulfill it. Whatever vision God has given you, He's actively watching over it to fulfill it. When you read the New King James, the Bible says, I am ready to fulfill my word. And so if you have a passion in your heart, if you have a desire, if you sense that God is calling you to do anything, if you sense that the word of God, God has spoken a word concerning your life, know that God is actively watching over his word. Everything he has spoken in your life, everything he has showed you, every vision, every dream that God has showed you, know that he's actively watching over his word to fulfill it. Every idea that God has placed in your heart, he's actively watching over it, over that word to fulfill it. You must submit every passion into the hands of God. You must submit every desire every gift and every talent, every calling, submit it into the hands of God. Look at your passion through the eyes of the word of God. Look at your passion through the eyes of Jesus Christ and allow the word of God to refine your passion. Allow the word of God to refine your desire. That is the only way your passion can be a blessing to the people who hear you or the to the people who are watching you, or to the people who are supposed, who who you are supposed to be a blessing to, if your passion is not refined, it will rather destroy than build. If your passion is not refined by the word of God, it will rather tear down than build other people. And therefore, you must refine. You must allow the word of God to refine your passion, so that the people you are supposed to minister to will be blessed by the passion that you carry. This morning, my simple message is that every one of us has a purpose. Every one of us has something that God has placed in our heart. And sometimes we can be so passionate about that thing, ignoring the people that we are supposed to bless by the same passion. But we must allow God to refine every passion in our heart so that the passion we have will be a blessing to other people. I pray that the, whatever passion you carry, it will not fail. But be, God will use that passion to bless generations, to bless your generation and generations that will come after you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for today, for the opportunity to be gathered here and to hear your word. Thank you, Lord, for the passion that you've placed in every heart. We pray, Lord, as we submit our heart, our emotions, our zeal, the things that we are zealous about, we submit them to you, Father. We pray that you refine them by your fire in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray that you refine our life by your word. 
that anything we carry in our lives will be a blessing to others. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. 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 Right. Um, God bless you so much for joining us. Um, like I said, I'm going to um I'm going to announce or I'm going to tell you when we find a new place. Um